You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. Hi, guys. How the heck are we? How is everybody feeling? Did we miss me? I missed you. I typically record, well, when I first started recording these, I, like, made a couple back-to-back, and by a couple, I mean, like, literally two, and then, actually, no, I think I originally, I think I released three, whatever, but I made some back-to-back, and then ever since then, I've just been, like, recording to be able to have it be released on Mondays, but I was away this weekend, and we got back last night. I was away for my anniversary. Um, I was in New Hampshire. I wish I was still there, but we are here. In my head, it's Monday, and we are getting into it. So I got some tough love for y'all because it's some stuff that originally was tough love to me that now I'm going to take out on the rest of you. (laughs) So it's, yeah, I, let's just, let's just go. I have a lot to cover from my weekend, but this is some stuff that came to be a conversation both way before this weekend and then also a couple days before leading up to the weekend, so we'll backtrack a little bit and then we'll cover some stuff about the weekend, but I want to talk about the fact that everybody needs help. Human beings are not meant to exist on their own. While they're not necessarily meant to be, I wouldn't say like co-dependent, meaning that they have to, you know, rely on somebody else and whatever. That I'm not saying. I'm saying everybody... I I almost just broke my tire desk just now. Um, I'm saying that everybody needs somebody. And... I kind of, I cannot sit here and say that I don't believe in therapy because I am going to school to become a therapist. But as the title of this episode will also say, Even therapists go to therapy. And that's not like a metaphor. It's literally the straight fact of even therapists have therapists. Like, even the people that their job is to help other people, they go to someone else to find help too. And this whole topic came to me because I was talking to my parents a couple days before I left for the the, anniversary weekend and everything and we were going over a couple things and just it was one of those conversations where it's like it needed to be had um we had to cover or need to be had like in person not like I don't live with my parents um it wasn't something to have over a phone call or to text about or whatever else is one of those like let's get together and let's like bang out all the conversations we kind of have to have so I had that conversation with them the other day 
and we talked a lot about how I am looking to, well, not looking to, I need to make changes. I think I touched upon this in my uh, New Year, New Me, Why Wait for the New Year, whatever, episode, and basically I kind of came to the conclusion that I have to make changes. Um, I was the catalyst, and I am the catalyst for a lot of the issues that I deal with on a day-to-day, and I can't sit here and complain about this being difficult or this not getting better or this not happening or not having enough time to do this or whatever. But then again, my, my favorite example is I stress about not having enough time in the day yet on days where I don't have work, I get myself all depressed and think I have no reason to get up and I don't get out of bed until 12 o'clock. So no shit, I'm going to be stressed when then I wake up and I'm like, Oh God, I have all of this to do and I have class at four o'clock. So I got to finish it before four. And then you know, I want to start dinner before Tim gets home and, you know, when I'm done with class, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a domino effect. So I kind of got to the point that I was like, all right, let me sit down and let me think about the things that I feel like are problems and let me think about what's causing them. Spoiler alert, I was the fucking problem. <laughs> um, it all started with me. And after I kind of came to the conclusion that there was a lot of things that I needed to change in order to help myself, I also realized that there are certain things that I cannot change on my own and I do need to ask for help and go to someone for help with that. I have touched upon it before and I'll probably touch on it a lot more times, but I am struggling severely with my weight. I have had an eating disorder for probably about five years now, five or six, maybe. I don't even know how many years it's been. Um, but I don't have a good relationship with food. I did some damage to my body because of things that I was doing. I basically don't feel hungry until I get to the point where I'm like shaking because I'm so hungry and I get really lightheaded and stuff, and it's a very uncomfortable feeling, but I literally went so long that I wasn't eating and, like, trained myself to not be hungry that now I don't really get hungry until it's to the point where I'm really, really hungry and I feel like I'm going to pass out. Um, And it comes on out of nowhere. So I have a hard relationship when it comes to food, and for me, I... I see it on either a zero to a hundred scale, meaning like I'm either going to be all in, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to barely eat anything, or it's going to be that I'm going to just give up and I'm going to eat whatever, whatever the fuck I want. And obviously that's not a sustainable way to live. And obviously that's not going to give me the outcome I want when I want to change my lifestyle as a whole. Yes, that gave me the output that I wanted when I just cared about losing weight and I didn't care about it really being the healthy way. And I wanted to look a certain way and people were praising me for how skinny I got whatever but I want to I don't I don't want to be skinny I want to be I want to be healthy. I want to feel comfortable in my skin. I want to I want to feel comfortable when I wear things. And if I get that from losing weight and I can't seem to do it on my own, I have to ask for help. So for me in this situation asking for help and getting help means 
looking into and doing the research to find a nutritionist or a dietitian or whatever else it may be. And then paired with that, probably a therapist to help you help me with my eating disorder and my tendency to constantly be battling the thoughts in my head to that saying, Haley, you've done this before. You could just not eat and you can go run the treadmill for a half hour until you throw up on an empty stomach and then come home and give yourself a cracker and say you're fine and drink a shit ton of water like that worked last time. Everybody praised you last time. Why don't you just do it again? But I, w- I want to be happy. And I have to put in the work. And it's something that I know... I'm not going to say for everybody, but I know I wouldn't receive it the same way if somebody was to tell me, I think you need to go to a nutritionist or a dietitian. Because I know if I heard that, I would ultimately go into, oh God, uh, they think I'm fat. Everybody thinks I'm fat. Everybody can tell I gained weight. Uh, I'm going to be even more uncomfortable. And now people are telling me I should do these things because I look unhealthy. I look like, you know, it's my mind goes into a spiral. And there's a point where when you're ready to do something like therapy or to ask for help or to go somewhere that can help you, there has to be that kind of switch that goes off that makes you realize that you're ready. And that switch kind of went off for me. I, for the first time, I don't want to say in my life, but for a very long time, in a very long time, I feel secure. I feel happy. I feel like I have a purpose. And I'm not going to say every single day, like, I don't, you know, I struggle with money stuff. I'm paying off credit cards. I'm whatever. Like, no, in that sense, I don't feel secure. Like, when it comes to money, I don't feel secure. But overall, as a whole, my life, I feel secure. My relationship makes me feel secure. My family makes me feel secure. The home that we are putting together makes me feel secure. Simple things like that, that cater to a a huge feeling like security, is a huge thing for me. Being able to sit here, I'm like, I'm like, kind of want to cry. Being able to sit here and say that I'm happy even though I have days where it's hard for me to look at myself in the mirror or it's overwhelmingly uncomfortable when I try to squeeze into a pair of leggings for the gym or I sit down and I can feel my little fupa or some rolls that, you know, come over my pants or stuff like that. It's, I'm not, I'm getting to a place where Being happy doesn't mean I have to be happy 24-7. It means that overall, I can say that I'm happy with who I am, what I'm doing with my life, where I am with my life, where I live, who's in my life. I'm happy. Days are going to be hard, but I'm happy. And I'm at the point where I can say I am ready to accept help. Now, the whole conversation with my parents and, you know, we talked about the therapist thing, we talked about all that kind of stuff and, you know, my parents had mentioned about how they said it to me a while ago and I, 
you know, they took it as me saying that I didn't want to was because of the fact that they, I thought that I was going to be told everything I already know, which until I get my license, and honestly, even until, um, doesn't even matter if I get my license, I'm still not going to know everything, but it was never about, or at least over the past couple of years, it's been brought up to me that I should consider going back to therapy. It's never been about the fact that I feel like I'm going to be told things I already know. For me, I have, I had been in a constant state of I had no motivation, I had no want to be better, to feel better, because I didn't think I could, and I didn't have the motivation to back it. I knew it didn't matter if my parents told me I needed to do something, or Tim told me I needed to do something, or I told myself I needed to do something to help myself. It didn't matter. So I looked at it as, why am I going to go and put myself in therapy when I know I'm not in a place that I even care to listen to anybody? I won't even listen to myself. Why am I going to go sit in a chair and pretend like I'm going to listen to somebody else? I knew that I would walk out of that room and I would be doing no work outside of that room. And I feel like that's a big thing that a lot of people think therapy is, is they think they're going to sit in that chair and that person is going to fix everything for them. But that's not their job. And that won't be my job. My job will be to provoke thoughts and actions and solutions and open up different viewpoints and whatever else for that work to be continued outside of my four walls that I work in. It's not a therapist's job to fix the problems for you. It's their job to get you to realize the things you can do to change those problems for yourself, which means a lot of outside work needs to be done. And I was not at a place where I was going to do that outside work. I would say to myself, okay, I'm going to set this alarm. I'm going to set 14 alarms after that. I'm going to get up before 12 o'clock. I would talk to Tim about it and he would say, yeah, you should because then you feel better because you have more time in the day, blah, blah, blah. I talked to my parents about it, and they would give me the whole, you know, you don't eat until 2 o'clock then. That's why, you know, this and that. And it's, you know, I was hearing that there's all these reasons why. Yes, Haley, you should get up that time. You should change this. You should start doing this differently. And I still didn't do it. Because when it came time for that alarm to come off, or to go off, the only thing that I thought about was, why would I even bother get up? Like, why would I bother to get up? I don't have work today. I don't have school work to do. I don't have class until 4 o'clock. Why do I have to be up at 12? I could just lay here and sleep. That would keep me from being hungry. Meaning I wouldn't eat anything I shouldn't. Meaning I wouldn't have to go to the gym to work it off. I was not at the place where I needed to hear anybody tell me the things that I should be doing or that I, and I wasn't at the place to receive help. And if you can't get yourself to do something, the odds of getting somebody else to do it, especially a complete stranger to do it and say those words that actually get you to do that something, it's not very likely. 
Because again, somebody can tell you to do something, but it's not they're doing it for you. You still have to muster up the motivation and the strength and whatever else you want to call it to actually be able to do that thing. So I wasn't ready to listen to myself. I sure as hell wasn't ready to listen to a complete stranger that thought they knew what was best for me. I'm at the point now where I know the things that I have caused for myself, meaning I caused myself the repercussions that came from my eating disorder. I don't know if I would sit here and say I caused myself my eating disorder. I think there's things that led me to developing it, but the things that have happened because of it, I did. So I could either live with that and do nothing about it, sit here and talk to you guys and complain and make you feel bad for me, or I could do something about it. So I'm choosing to invest in a nutritionist slash dietitian slash whatever it's called. And I want to learn more about my health. I want to learn more about how to develop a healthy lifestyle as somebody who's recovering from an eating disorder. I want to learn to love food again. And I want to get to a weight that makes me feel comfortable in my body. I mentioned before that I want to be happy, but I also am happy. And I think it's important to identify the things that would make you happier and to use them as a way to motivate you to make a change. I used to look at things that don't make me happy as things that hold me back from ever finding a way to be happy. Which ultimately just set me up for self-sabotage. If you are somebody who is at the point where they know the things they struggle with, they know that there are things that they can do to help themselves, and you feel that you are ready, then start acting on it. If you're not ready, figure out what you have to do to get yourself to be ready. For me, it was time. When my parents originally spoke to me and they said that they think I should go and speak to somebody about my eating disorder and, you know, my relationship before Tim was a very toxic and abusive one. And it happened during a period when I was going to therapy through my school. And it was during the summertime when I wasn't in that therapy. And I basically went through it by myself in the sense that I used the tools that I had learned to try to get through it without going to therapy throughout it. But that whole situation is something that I still can't necessarily talk about without crying. It's a situation that 
I still feel the need for some reason to blurt out when I am with somebody and something that happened was at a spot that I drive past or a place that I'm going to. Like, if I was over it and I healed from it, I wouldn't feel the need to have to continue to bring it up. I don't think that even if I was healed from it and I was over it, that me crying at certain points about it means that I'm not over it because I don't think that crying means necessarily that you are hurting. I think sometimes when feelings get overwhelming that sometimes people cry. And I hate to cry. So I think that I cry when I talk about it because I kept everything inside for so long when I was going through it that now the best way for me to express it fully when I do decide to talk about it is crying. But that's my way. To me, because I don't like to cry, because I'm not typically somebody who's quick to cry, I see that when I cry, it's a sign of me releasing. I think a lot of people see crying as a sign of weakness, or that somebody's falling apart, or they're struggling, or whatever it may be, but for some people, crying is good. And I think that because I kept so much inside for so long, for me, crying is good. And it's great that I've gotten to that point where I can see it that way. But there's a lot that I have to kind of get closure with and come to peace with. And it's something that I've come to realize that I can't do by myself. And I can't get necessarily the same advice and the same help from my friends or my family or my current boyfriend or somebody that I tell about the situation because ultimately the hurt that they have for me and the anger towards that person and even the anger they have towards me for staying in it and doing whatever, it's always going to overwhelm the person in ways that it wouldn't overwhelm a therapist. And a big part of me doesn't care to rehash everything and to... And thinking about going to a therapist and having to go through it all again is not something I can say I'm looking forward to. But the fact that I seem to think that a good way to deal with it is to joke about it in passing and whatever and, and touch upon the things that happen lightly, it's not, it's not the way to go. And I owe it to myself, I owe it to my current relationship, I owe it to the people that care about me and were there for me through it 
to go and get the closure that I know I deserve and should get. I will never get that closure from the person. I don't need the closure from that person. But there's a lot of things that I wasn't able to say and a lot of questions I couldn't ask. And while my therapist won't have the answer, they will have tools to help me replace the need for those answers. And, you know, I say this, that I owe it to these people whenever else. I don't mean it in the sense that they're, they're telling me I should, so I'm going to go do it. I mean it in the sense that they did so much work to help me, but there's only so much that they can do. And it's not on them to get me that closure and to get me that those answers and get me those tools. And it's not something that anybody who knows me or knows the person I was involved with's job. It's somebody who won't have an opinion about me and that person and the situation. That is going to be the most beneficial thing for me. And it's the same thing when it comes to stuff with my weight. They're going to want the history. They're going to want the this and this and the stuff about the eating disorders and whatever else. But at the end of the day they are just going to need from me the things that are important to help me to move forward and start making a change. It's not all about the baggage that led me to this point. It's about going to these people to help me to look forward. And I'm at the point now where I feel motivated enough to provoke change for myself that I know that this is something that is going to be good for me and that I should do. And I hope that while you all may not be able to relate to the situations that I'm speaking about, that if you do have questions, again, I'm not licensed, I'm not certified, I'm not whatever, but I can give my opinion. I love to help, I love to talk, I love to whatever I... If anybody wants to kind of talk about the fact that they're struggling with the same decision and whatever else too, I'm always here. And I hope that me saying this makes you realize that if you are feeling this way, that you're not alone. And that there is so much importance in doing something when you're ready. And you have to just trust your gut about when you are ready for something. You can't, in my opinion, you can't make yourself ready and nobody can make you ready and nobody can tell you when you're ready. You have to feel it. And, you know, doctors have doctors. Coaches have coaches. Therapists have therapists. And if somebody can get help in their field you can also get help needing help and getting help is not a bad thing it's actually brave in my opinion opening yourself up to a complete stranger if it's a complete stranger and allowing them in to the point that they're going to help you recover from something 
is I is to me I think it's brave. And I feel brave for being able to share the fact that I'm ready now to accept the help with the things that I know I want to change because I know it'll get me closer and closer to that just being happy and to enjoying my life. And I want the same thing for all of you. Again, I always want to say just thank you guys. <laughs> I I look at all these, you know, uh, not statistics, but whatever this is called, the data on... Uh, you know, each one of my episodes and my podcast in general, and it's just oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. It's it's awesome to to see visually that people are listening and people. I hope, yeah. You know, when I look at the number of people that listen, I take it as these people are realizing they're not alone, and that they're coming to this place to listen about, you know, that I go through it too and that they aren't alone and that there are lots of people that are going through or have gone through or will go through the things that you are all going through. And it's natural and it's part of life. But the biggest part is that you find enough love in yourself that you want to work on the things that you know will make you a better person or happier or whatever it may be that will benefit you in your life. Whether it's making sure that your friendships are good for you, whether it's finding motivation for yourself, whether it's accepting help, whether it's asking for help, whether it's making changes that you've been holding off on but you know will benefit you even if you're, even if you're terrified I hope that you guys can listen to this and you can realize that the same way I came around, you can come around too. And if you don't have people like I do with my parents and whatever else that are there to help me and to have those conversations with me, I'm open to being that person for you. Because again, you are not meant to operate on your own. And no, I'm not saying we have to be best friends and we got to spill our guts to each other and every time something happens, I'll fix this and whatever. I I will be there if you need it. And I will try to get what it is that you need as best as I can. But if you need help, there's always somebody out there to help you. And I hope that you guys can take away from this episode that, you know, the importance of being ready for things and how important it is to find happiness in your life. It's it's not going to be easy all the time. It's not. But those are typically the most rewarding outcomes. So be brave. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people. Ask for help. Be willing to receive help. Want to help others. And 
just message me if you want to talk about anything on this episode. I, um, I thank you guys again for always listening, and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.